0: What's up tea drinkers? We are back with another episode of the Tea with KG. I'm your host Kaylee Grace and I have another amazing beautiful guest joining us today, Angelia Morrison.
1: Thank you so much Kaylee for having me. I'm really really excited to have this chat with you.
0: I'm so excited, it's gonna be so good. So Angelia, she's from the East Coast as well. She's a Miramichi girl. So we got the she representing up in here. And I just wanna thank you as well for joining me. And I'm just really honored that you're sharing your beautiful inspirational story with us on this platform. That's what it's here for, is to help people feel less alone and be inspired. And Angelia is a featured author in a book called Life Out Loud. So from reading her chapter in that story, I just know everyone's going to be very touched. And I'm just very excited that you're, you know, you're sharing that with us today. So thank you. Angelia is a passionate advocate for mental health awareness. And like I said, she's going to be sharing a beautiful, inspirational story with us today. But before we get into all of that, we'll get the who are you and what do you do?
1: Well, I'm Angelia Morrison. I'm a machine girl from New Brunswick. I have two older brothers, Robbie and Sean, and my beautiful parents are Mike and Janice. I'm very blessed with a lovely family. I have a golden doodle and a Himalayan cat. So
0: cute. Uh, We love the animals here. (laughs)
1: Tori and Ben. So they're my fur babies. Also, uh, I'm a public servant. I work for the federal government and have for almost 15 years now. Uh, I worked with Service Canada, and now I work with Indigenous Services Canada. I've led a life of public service for a long time.
0: Mm -hmm. Yes, Queen, 15 years. Cheers to you. (laughs) Thank
1: you. On a a personal level, some hobbies and things I enjoy. I enjoy singing, uh, obviously writing. Um, I have a passion for cooking and all things fashion.
0: And also too, if you're watching on YouTube, decorating, like look at your beautiful stuff behind you. And like, I've seen some of your photos, like very creative. And I totally can relate to you on that level with like the fashion and like the artistry with singing and decorating and all of that. So I'm like, I know this is gonna be such a good conversation. I feel like we have so much in common already. So as you guys heard, Angelia is a featured author in a book called Life Out Loud. Super inspiring. I highly recommend checking it out. Once we get to the end of the episode, Angelia will definitely tell us all the ways that you guys can find that book if you feel called to. As we all know, life is full of (laughs) curveballs. It's full of joy and laughter and learning and growth and pain and beauty. It's just like this multifaceted universe that we get to be existing on. Like, it's just wild. So with life, as you all, you listeners know, we all have a story. We all have things we go through, things that we encounter in life. And it all helps shape us and heal us and help us grow and evolve into whoever we're meant to be in this lifetime, right? So I just want to thank you again for being vulnerable with us today and opening up and sharing your amazing story. So without further ado, we'll get you to just dive right in.
1: I guess I'll start with how the book came about. Basically, it was probably about 10 years ago or a little over 10 years ago. I met a beautiful lady by the name of Paula Moran. She was a motivational speaker and life coach. I went to an event that was actually held in Moncton, New Brunswick, that she was a part of. And um, she was just so inspiring. She had such Mm. a touching story. And at the time, I had been going through some things in my personal life. And her story just really impacted me in a positive way. Um, If anybody ever has an opportunity to go on YouTube and look up Paula Moran, there's a snippet there of her story. I highly recommend it. But her story and her experience in life, um, I guess, kind of catapulted her into another life path. You know, and that that happens a lot of times. Absolutely. uh, that day, I had the opportunity to speak with her, and you know, just tell her, you know, your story really had an impact on me. But she didn't. She never knew why or how. Right. Um, which I'll discuss with you. So later on in life, from my work with Service Canada, uh, we were going through a period of workforce adjustment, and my manager asked me to help her come up with a wellness session to support employees. And Right off the bat, the first thing I thought of was we need to have Paula Moran come and speak. And as part of that, I reached out to her, never dreaming that she would agree. And she actually came to speak to the group. That's girl. amazing.
0: Oh, my God. I live for that because it literally shows you by sharing our stories. Look what like the ripple effect that had, right? Her sharing, you you communicating with her and then getting her to come speak. Like, that's amazing.
1: Yeah. So, uh, she came and she spoke to the group and in doing so, I did a little introduction to her. It was, it was, I didn't really even share my own personal story, um, yet. And, um, with her and I just, I had an impact on her that day. So from that moving forward, she was always a part of my life. She was always that quiet voice in the background telling me to keep on, trucking.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, girl. I love that. I'm having goosebumps the whole time yeah. you're talking. It's so, so powerful.
1: So she's, she's been there for the good and the bad. um, And just really a mentor in my life.
0: Mm. And she always
1: told me after that moment, uh, where she came to Miramichi and spoke to a group of public servants. Uh, she always told me we were going to work together someday. And being young, I just kind of brushed it off. I was like, oh yeah, like you've (laughs) worked in 500 companies and you've been all over the world. You've done all these amazing things with your life. Like, you know, I'm just a little girl from Mermachie, you know, and yeah, she always said that. And, you know, things happened in my life over the years, ups and downs, like anybody experiences. And she reached out to me actually about the end of April, beginning of May of this year. And she said she was working on her next publication. She asked me if I wanted to be a part of that and how long
0: ago was this that she asked you
1: just the end of April beginning of oh this year this year oh my god (laughs) and we had a deadline of June 1st um, holy crap crap. (laughs) so it's uh it it was a lot but it was very humbling to be asked that by her oh my god that
0: would be a dream come true amazing
1: yeah and it was just It was the right timing in my life. Um, The last couple of years, I went through some things in my personal relationships and things like that.
0: Mm. And
1: I was really doing digging in and doing the work on myself. Oh, Um, preach
0: Sister. And like timing, one thing I've learned is absolutely everything. And like it's it's hard sometimes as humans, like I'm not the most patient with things I want because I'm such a dreamer, right? I feel like you can relate to that. When you're a dreamer and you have all these things, you're like, I want to do it all and I want it now, but it doesn't work like that. And that's not a bad thing though. Like Mm -hmm. I feel like those lessons we learn and when we're finally ready, it's like it tastes sweeter or something, or I'm more grateful. Like it's so beautiful. So I love. That you mentioned that about timing, because that's yeah. so so key.
1: Yeah, and so I talked to my family about it because I I knew I had a story to share. Yeah. I didn't know if I was completely ready for it to be out there in the world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I, I I talked with my family. I consulted with some really good friends, and actually one of my friends actually inspired um, the title of my story. Um, she never knew um, my struggles which we will get into. Mm -hmm. Uh, She never knew my struggles, but um, in the conversation I had with her, I said, look, you know, this lady reached out to me and she wants me to be in her next publication. And, you know, I I feel like I have a story to tell. And she's like, you do. She's like, yes. My friend said to me, and it it stayed with me and I get emotional talking about it. But she said to me, she said, the thing about you, Ange, is, you know, no matter what cards you've been dealt in life, you deal with them with grace.
0: Yes, girl. Yes. I'm sorry. That makes me so excited and happy.
1: Yeah, to have a friend and colleague say that to you is really touching. And so, you know, she she inspired me in that moment and I was like, you know what? I'm ready for this. I'm ready to share my journey and my story with everyone. Um I consulted with my family because it's it's private. You know, it's it's one of those things that people don't often talk about, but just to get right to it, I struggle with mental health. I have a mental health condition. Um, It doesn't define me as a person. It's just something I live with every day. Preach it, girl. Um, Yeah, so um, that's what my story is about, and it's called Return to Grace.
0: I love that. Not for my own biased reasons that my last name is Grace, but Grace is honestly one of the most beautiful, beautiful words, and even when I saw your chapter, I just was like, this conversation we're having right now was so meant to be like, it just, I just, I always look for the signs and synchronicities through life. And I just was like, Oh my God, it's called return to grace. Like I, this is meant to be. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I sat down on my computer and the words just poured out of me for my chapter. Yes. It was like, it was the timing was right. And it felt right. And I was, I was completely ready to share Absolutely. my story. Um, so, you know, just a little disclaimer, I'm not a medical professional. I don't promote one treatment method over another. I'm just a human being that struggles like many others. Oh, so yes. I think it's so important that we're having this discussion right now because in doing so we crush the stigma. We crush Yes, the we do, honey.
0: And I like live for that cuz through so many guests in different episodes, we talk on such different things, but mental health, like, and even myself, like, I go through depression and anxiety, and it's something, like, it, it's interesting to me because it, it didn't become present in my life till my adult life, so it was very challenging for me to figure that out and, like, say the words out loud, like, even just that, because I feel like now it's different. I find, like, there's much more... Uh, awareness compared to when we were growing up, which is amazing, but it's still something that there are people, it, it does have that stigma. And it's like, it's just a, it's just part, it's not even who you are. It's just something that you, you deal with, you know? And I find that with my experience, it was a lot of trauma induced PTSD kind of symptoms. And it kind of came from something that really rocked me in my adult life. And yeah, navigating those rapids and choosing the healing path has been so humbling. And like, it's so inspiring, because you realize like, and I'm, I'm semi quoting you from your your chapter, but it's like, what we are capable of, you know, handling in life, like, I, I loved when I was reading those words, because I was like, you know what, it's true. Like, these are all lessons that come to us, even if we don't get it in the in the moment, They're, they come to us for a reason. And I just, ah, I can't commend you enough for sharing this because this is how we gain that beautiful compassion for each other as humans, like little less judgment, a little more compassion. I say that a lot here because none of us should judge. Like I want to hold a mirror up to people because all of us have stuff, you know, every single person on this planet has stuff.
1: Yeah, and more more importantly, speaking to that, everybody's been touched by mental health in some yes. way or another, whether it's personally, uh, a loved one, a colleague, Mm -hmm. um, name it. And, you know, especially like, you know, with us being in a pandemic, um, you know, a lot of people have struggled more so in the last few years than ever in their lives, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's that component of it too. So, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, no, it's, it's an important thing to talk about. And by sharing my story, the goal for me was to just change perspectives. Yes. You know, get get people talking and hopefully change perspectives.
0: Right? That's you know, how we get it is by talking. Like, it's so amazing what happens when we we share those parts of us that maybe we had I can speak on my on my own behalf that maybe I felt shame towards or because you know shame lives in the dark it's it's isolated but when you speak on it and I am thinking of past guests right now because these are beautiful words they have shared with me it's like it brings us closer to connection it was Joey actually that said this he's like connection is the foundation of health and I literally repeat that to myself on the regular now and it's just beautiful like it is. that it opens us up and you have to approach life with an open mind because life is too short. And there is so much out there in this vast universe that we as humans do not understand. <laughs> like, Yeah.
1: that's Right. That's right. And the younger generation, uh, I know myself as a child growing up for me, mental health and my realization of it and acceptance of it and everything like that was late much later in life, you know, yeah. for me as a child, I realized looking back that I struggled with anxiety a lot, you know, through Mm. my childhood, through my adolescence, even in my twenties, you know, Mm -hmm. um, I, I was bullied as a child. Um, do I blame that for my condition? Absolutely not. But I know it, it, it contributed to my anxiety, you know, for
0: sure. That's a trauma. It would have an impact 100%. Yeah. Especially at such a young age. Right.
1: Yes, Exactly. So, you know, I speak to some of that in my chapter, and it's really important that we open those conversations, because when you're young, and when you're going through life, these things can be happening to you, and you don't necessarily know how to articulate them, or Mm -hmm. speak about them. Exactly. Like how you're feeling inside, or how you're physically feeling, you know, as a reaction to something. Um, I just think it's, it's really important that we open those conversations. And
0: Yes, honey, yes. I'm like, say it again for the people in the back because that is, again, it's how we move out of that place where it's something shameful because it's not. It is no. not. Yeah. I could not agree with you more.
1: Yeah, I look at mental health conditions as no, no different and it's not to take anything away from any other illnesses like cancer or diabetes or anything like that, but I look at it as no different than any of those illnesses. You know, exactly. People, people struggle in so many different ways in life And, you know, mental health conditions are very real Mm -hmm. um, and they impact everybody differently. Everybody responds differently to different types of treatment. You know,
0: that's so true. I love that you said that, too, because shining the light on that. It's not a one size fits all kind of thing. It's so important too because just because you see one person who maybe deals with this and this is how they they react or this is the treatment that works for them, that's wonderful. Maybe pieces of that can resonate with someone else, but it might not be like the exact same, you know. And I think that's so important for any listeners out there. Just because something works for one person, don't think that just because that's not working or resonating with you that you're failing because you're not. It's a it's a guess and test sometimes too, right? With what'll help heal you in the ways you need and sometimes it's things you wouldn't even think of and then you're like oh wow that really resonates with me and my being and I feel and you'll know too you'll feel in alignment with stuff that resonates with you so very very great that you said that I love that
1: exactly and you know like for for me personally yes I struggled with some, some anxiety growing up but mental health really didn't hit me until I was about 27 28 Mm-hmm. Um, and it hit me fast. I was a blushing bride at the time. I'm um, trying to be the perfect little wife, and just spiraled out of control. And one day I found myself in hospital. I don't mind discussing things like that, because it's it's part of who I am. It's, it's helped shape who I am today. Um, the experiences that I've had, right? So... Um, Absolutely. Yeah, so I was a young bride and I had been hospitalized because I was very very sick at the time. I suffer from schizophrenia. I'm considered very highly functioning and responding very well to treatment. That being said, I I maintain a job, you know, I have for 15 years now. I'm very proud of where I am today. Um I know that my story could have been and may have been very different if I didn't have the love and support that I've had, if I haven't had the treatment that I've had you know, because we, we often hear about the horror stories, you know, the 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 bad side of mental health, we don't always mm-hmm. hear the, the positive stories, the good side of it. I mean, it's not to take anything away, because everybody has bad days. I still have bad days. Same. <laughs> bad days are very few now. And I'm very happy to say that.
0: Yeah, um, you have the tools in your toolbox. Like, you know, now you're like, ah, okay, like, I know what I need to do here. If you don't mind me asking, I'm just curious, were there certain signs and symptoms that presented themselves to you to help your awareness? Or was it like, was your diagnosis purely like just from going to the doctor and then they went through things? Like, how did you know? Because I feel like sometimes people don't know when, you know, when do you take it further to kind of dive in and be like, okay, I need to get some help. How do I do this?
1: When I was 27 or 28, that's when I first kind of, came out I guess right um or show I showed a lot of symptoms and I was just crying all the time and just very obsessive compulsive about my environment and and uh just felt really really stressed and really yeah. like hyper vigilant things like that and my thoughts eventually my thoughts were racing quite drastically mm. and that one evening they were racing so out of control that I reached out to my family and I said, something's wrong. Yeah. Because I've always been, I've always been a very positive person, very social. I was kind of withdrawn. Like all of, all of these things were happening to me, Mm. but it was like, it was a hindsight. It's looking back now. I see, oh yeah. Like it makes sense. All that was happening to me.
0: Right. And it's so funny because I can relate. It's like hindsight 2020, as they say, it's like you sometimes it's, again, it's, what's the word I'm looking for? It's humbling, but it's also a great way to learn. Because then you can see you're like, ah, like this was not adding up. I wasn't doing these things. Like, yeah, I totally feel you there.
1: Yeah. So when I reached out to my family, obviously we went and sought medical care right away. And um, they did so many tests on me and nothing came back that there was anything physically wrong. So they had to explore the fact that there was something mentally going Mm -hmm. on and you know at 27 years old that was really really hard for me to accept i didn't in all honesty i didn't accept my diagnosis and and everything probably till my mid 30s if i'm completely mm-hmm. honest i had been hospitalized a second time i went through a very stressful time in my life again um and found myself hospitalized again and finally i found a treatment that worked for me like i was I was on that. You hear oftentimes the story of the roller coaster of symptoms and things you go through with medications and things like that. And
0: I went through
1: that for a long time until I found what worked for me. Right.
0: And it can take time. And again, I love that you're being so open about this because I think it's so important to hear like, if something's not working for you, it's okay to change it. I know it's annoying. I know it's like, I just want it to work now. But like Angelia is saying from her experience, like, it's okay if you have to switch it up and listen to your body and your soul because they know, they know what you need.
1: (laughs) You, you, you know, yourself, you know how you should be functioning or how you should be feeling. And for a lot of years, I didn't like how I felt, you know, I went, and I don't mind saying either, like I went from being a size seven girl, not that weight or anything like that matters, but like I went from being a size seven to a 14 in like a couple months. And Mm. so like, You know, I was short of breath. I I felt, you know, just not in my own body. Um, Yeah. And I was, I'm really blessed because my mom had been a nurse and uh, very smart lady, very smart nurse. And she was my voice when I didn't have one. You know, that just made
0: me get all the feels. That was so beautiful.
1: (laughs) And you know, she she actually, I dedicated my chapter to my mom. I don't know if you noticed that, but that's I did because my mom really spoke up and advocated for me that she didn't want me to not be able to function to my full capacity yeah Um, she knows her little girl she knows who you are yeah so you know my mom and I fought really really hard as far as my treatment plan went um to get me to where I am today and I you know I'm really happy to say like I I I'm considered high functioning and I feel high functioning Mm -hmm. like I'm really, really blessed, and you know, I don't, I don't contribute at all to medical treatment. It's been the support that I've had from my family, my friends, my colleagues. That's beautiful. Oh, and
0: my again, colleagues. it's that support, right? Like again, we're sure. gonna quote you again, Joey. Joey's gonna be like, "Hey, royalties, honey," but connection is <laughs> the foundation of help. Like, yes. it's so true, and I just feel like, you know, and for some people, they may not have a supportive family or close knit group of people, right. but it's by sharing stories like this. Even if you have to connect with someone virtually, there is support out there. And I just hope anyone listening, if you feel alone, reach out because nothing's worse than feeling alone when you already are feeling like not yourself. You know.
1: That's right. That's right. Yeah. The biggest thing for me um, is I've held on to my faith. You know, my my mom raised me to have a lot of faith. I'm not saying everybody has to believe in the God of Christianity, but I feel everybody has to hold on to some form of faith, whether that some be higher
0: power, right? Some
1: higher power, something, yep. something to hold on to when life is bleak. You know, preach.
0: Oh my God, I literally couldn't agree more. Because I'm not very religious, but I'm incredibly spiritual, and I feel so connected to all of I, I. And it's funny when I pray, I pray to everything. I'm like God, universe, mother God, divine source, creator. Like I say it all, because to me, I. It's all there, right? And, you know, the, the, the people who look after us in life, oh God, I'm going to get emotional right now. I can feel it. But like people who you love, who've passed on and everything like that, they're always with you. And I find when you tap into that, it's so powerful because I said that to my boyfriend today. I was like, if I didn't have faith in something, I don't know what I would have to hang on. Not that I wouldn't have anything to hang on to, but you know what I mean? It's exactly what you're saying. Like those moments when you're down and out it's so comforting to know you're always divinely guided and protected, and it, it's beautiful. It, it's so freeing to me to have that. So I really like that you brought that up.
1: Yeah, like I, I'm a firm believer that with a lack of faith, there's an absence of hope.
0: Yeah, ooh, I, that's a good quote. I just got goosebumps again. <laughs> I,
1: I, I really, I really believe that is is it. It's when we lose that faith that belief in there's something there that you know guides us looks out for us you know that's when we lose hope I I can't stress to people enough you know hold on to the things that you're passionate about um or that you love and you know anything like that can see you through the hardest of times
0: yes and like again when we're talking about support having your faith in whatever it is you choose to believe in, that's support. I feel so supported by stuff I can't even see physically. Like, And I see signs and synchronicities from the spirit team all the time, like number magic, angel numbers. you know, I say butterflies a lot. I mean, obviously we, we know those are special for me, but anything, feathers, birds, dimes, there's so many things. And I feel like any sign or symbol I see I'm always like that was for me. Someone put that there for me, and it's such a grateful feeling I get. I'm like, okay, yeah. I got this. I can keep going. Like it's yeah. it's very powerful.
1: That's beautiful, and it's it's so it's so true.
0: So yeah, true. and it's just like you have to be able to lean on that in those times because sometimes life doesn't make sense straight up in the moment sometimes it's like I don't know what to do right now and once the fog clears and you kind of sift through it a bit like we were saying hindsight's twenty twenty. you always can see the lesson or whatever was meant to be learned or how we were supposed to heal or grow because like you were saying like you've gone through some stuff in your life that's been very you know painful or heartbreak or challenging and loss and grief and just all of those things it's just it's amazing that we as humans have that capacity to
1: that resilience right? right we really do to overcome really trying times we really do and it's mm-hmm. it's a blessing
0: right? And it's like, and, it, and, that, and we're not saying that it's magical and beautiful while you're going through it. I wish it was queen of rainbows and butterflies over here. But um, <laughs> yeah, I've been on the floor crying my eyes out with the saddest songs on just like singing, getting all of that out or whatever the case may be. <laughs> There's been some very, very ugly moments in my healing journey, but I own them because I'm like, you know what, I would rather feel that and fully express whatever that is and move forward in a good way then can just stay on the merry-go-round and spin your wheels because again avoidance too you got to deal with your shit people because I am a prime example like I feel like growing up we kind of avoided things like put it under the rug we didn't talk about a lot and in my adult life it all came back to bite me and I was like okay this is a lot all at once I can relate so much to you and you're saying even the age where stuff for you happens same here like that's when I started to feel me needing to take control and look within and heal my stuff. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. It's, you know, you, you have to be able to, you know, look at yourself and the things that you've gone through or the things that you're going through. And, and I just, I keep coming back to having faith, you know, that, you know, there's another day, you know, I'm, I'm right into quotes, Kaylee. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I want to read a, one that you're going to probably laugh at Who is probably Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> um, also to
0: everyone listening, Angelia, her Facebook, I knew we were going to have a great conversation because we share very similar things, like the mindset stuff she shares. It's just so beautiful and inspirational. So I have to shout that out because I, I live for those types of posts. So thank you also for being such a beautiful sunshine presence on our social medias because we need that too.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I guess before I read a little quote that I wanted to share with you, it just it just made me think of something. You know, I also had the wonderful privilege in my career to hear uh, Darcy Lang speak. She's a motivational speaker and coach. And what she talked about um, in the session that I got to be a part of was focus on the 90 percent. Focus on the 90 percent that's good in your life rather than the 10 percent that's not.
0: Oh, yes. And who is it, Tony Robbins, that says energy flows where attention goes or something like that? Yeah. Same idea, different way to say it, but same, yeah. same vibe. <laughs>
1: so, you know, when I, I've had things happen in my life that were not great, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. But yeah. along the way, these people have been placed in my life, I feel for a reason.
0: You I You know agree. what I
1: mean? So, you know when she talked about focus on the 90% and not the 10% that's wrong in your life i was like wow you know like aha uh-huh moment
0: right i live exactly. for those too i'm like
1: exactly yes. exactly and the same for Paula Moran she had the same impact on me when she shared her very personal story um it was a very different outcome in her story than the life that I was living. And it was kind of like a reality check for me, yeah. you know, like, yeah, I, I have this diagnosis, but I am very blessed and very grateful to be high functioning. Yes. And I, I recognize that there are people with my diagnosis that aren't, you know, mm. or that aren't able to seek treatment, um, that don't have the support systems in place. I, I recognize all that, but it's, it's my hope with sharing my story and my journey that we can open the conversation and and take a little bit of personal responsibility over each other. You know, mm-hmm. that compassion, that's where that compassion comes in again. You yes, I mean? honey. If we see a colleague struggling or you know, open the conversation say, you know, how are you doing today? Like just a yes. simple how are you today or a simple smile, you know. I was like, just
0: about to say that. We're the same brain. I was like smiling at people is so like underrated. It's such an easy thing to do, especially if i find now living in Vancouver, where it's like different my, my, she I know half the people I walk past here. I don't know anyone I walk past for the most part. And like, it's interesting, like, when you do smile, some people avoid eye contact, of course, but then you get those little connections. And like, maybe someone was having an awful day and your smile maybe gave them hope or something, right? So I love that. And I also love too, when you're saying about You know, the inspirational speakers you've watched, how much they have impacted you. Because I feel the same. I've had the privilege of seeing some really great speakers throughout my life. And I feel as well, some of my darkest Mm -hmm. moments, it's hearing people's stories. It's just freaking life changing. And I feel like it's like how we do our light work and the service we can provide our fellow humankind because this world is full Mm -hmm. of enough gross vibes with, you know, the money, greed, power, hate, fighting, all this stuff. And I'm just like, I feel like as humans, we have forgotten what's really important. And that is compassion kindness empathy towards others being open it doesn't mean we all have to agree I'm not trying to say that I am very harmonious as a human but we don't have to agree but at least be respectful and open because sometimes too it takes time like something you might hear it five years ago and then five Mm -hmm. years later you hear it again and it makes more sense to you you're like oh right because you've learned a bit more along the way
1: right my quote that I wanted to share with you was from Dolly Parton
0: oh we love Dolly it's a
1: quote that stayed with me and I just I can never get it right so I wanted to read it. You have to work hard at being happy. Just like you have to work hard at being miserable. I wake up every day expecting all to be good and right. And if it's not, I set my mind to making it so by the end of the day. Uh. Um so that's that's a quote that I learned a long time ago and uh it's it's stuck with me and that's you know, I've always been a positive person. I've always been you know, yes, yeah. yeah, very very dark moments, but there's just always been that's something that pulled me out of it.
0: I feel the same way, like since childhood, always being optimistic and bubbly and all the things. And then I find too, for people who are maybe wired more like you and I, when you do get rocked, it's like very foreign. It's like uh, when certain emotions and feelings and things were going through my body, I was like, I don't know what to do with you right now. Like that's what I'm. It just took me so long to even. Be able to admit, oh, okay, this is what I'm dealing with right now. So I love hearing stories from that perspective because, you know, it just shows you that you can still be positive and bubbly and funny and sunshine, but it doesn't mean there aren't things that you do deal with. And I think people in general need to remember that because it's almost like, you know, when you look at social media, it's the highlight reel for the most part. Some people put it all out there, but It's not real. It's not the whole story. There's always more. If we just dig a little deeper, but peel back the layers of the onion because we got some layers going on as human beings, girl. (laughs)
1: Yeah, Yeah. and just speak to that quote too. Like uh, another lady that I had the opportunity to work with through uh, my experience with my illness, you know, she said to me, we all have a personal choice. Every single day we open our eyes. Of how that day is going to play out for us. We may wake up. We may not feel great. We may feel a little down. We may be depressed. It may be a really, really bad day. But we have a choice. Are we going to make it a bad day? Or are we going to work towards (laughs) making it a better day?
0: yes like for finding those little moments of sparkle in your day like you know yeah. your energy may be a lower you know it could be because yeah. I find when I'm in the I'm not as like whoa I'm more like chill and mellow but that's okay yeah. you can honor that but you can still yeah. like Angelia said make it as good as you can like find those moments find those little pockets of joy in your day and be grateful for them when they're there even if it's like yeah. be the simplest thing this coffee is amazing like enjoy that moment yeah
1: it's it's on the really tough days that I know I have to practice more self-care.
0: Yes.
1: I've learned that as part of my, my my path. You know, it's it's days, you know, days where I wake up and I feel like, oh, you know, I just, I really don't know if I can face today or the challenges mm. of today. I know that those are days that, you know, I have to sit and have my coffee and just be with both or present, I have to yeah. drink and go for a walk outside and enjoy nature and just the fresh air.
0: Yes. I was going to ask you, what are your, your self-love self-care practices? You already said too, that I'm so huge on coffee, walk in nature. Hell yeah.
1: (laughs) Getting my rest is so important. Um, You know, I, (laughs) I need my
0: sleep. My boyfriend laughs at me. He's like, you can't, we put a show on and I'm asleep in like five seconds. I'm like, I, I love my sleep.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just little things like that, you know, writing in a journal, Mm. I, I do a lot of things like that for myself you know
0: yeah so were you always a writer I'm curious like like you mentioned journaling I love to journal as well but, but where you're actually like in a book I'm like were you always like someone who did write and things like I that
1: did, yes um from a very early age I was inspired to read and write and I was mm. very good in English you know in English class yes. you know school and things like that
0: so. same here we are so alike it's so freaky <laughs> I'm like yep I can relate. <laughs> So when it comes to the mindset practices, are there certain things within your healing or your treatment plan that you do that help you maintain your mindset? Like I know you're big on the quotes, which I love too. And quotes are so simple and it's such an easy way because it's so accessible with the internet, right? You can find quotes so quick that help just realign you. So I'm curious, like, are there books you read or like, what do you do for your for your mindset practices?
1: For my mindset, a lot of it is quotes like yes, right <laughs> you know like if you scrolled through my social media like it's quote after quote and it's not even necessarily something that you know is how I'm feeling that day it's something just that maybe resonates with me or that I think maybe will resonate with a friend or yes, just had an impact in some way um so quotes are really really big I love to sing and loved music from a very early age but yeah mu- music is just healing to me
0: oh it is So friggin' healing. Like, Mm -hmm. and even for like your throat chakra, like to sing, you are releasing. Like different songs, they they awake emotions within us. And like it can you can hear a song and hear lyrics and be like, oh my God, that's how I feel today, or I've been there. And you can relate to that. And like if you're going through a breakup or if you're having a happy day or whatever your emotion is, you can find some songs that are gonna make you feel better. And like I always think too at the gym or when I'm working out. I am a girl, I need my tunes because I might be like gassed out. But then if my jam comes on, I'm like, all right, let's go. Second wind. I got
1: this. (laughs) Just with mindset and, you know, keeping my focus and things like that. I just, I practice a lot of self-care and setting boundaries in life. I think that's so important. Yes. Um, You know, like learning to let things go that aren't meant for you, you know? Yes. And setting those boundaries, like I've I've really learned, you know, and it took me a long time to learn in life, you know, I I could almost feel okay, like today's too much for me, so I need Mm to cut back on this or not do this, and and uh, even in friendship and in relationships and things like that, which you know I look back to my childhood of being bullied, I always had a hard time setting boundaries, so I I've learned. to to do that to, to protect my peace but to protect oh, myself yeah. you know well. so um setting setting boundaries has been really really important in my life to say no
0: yes oh my god I'm so happy you brought this up because I also struggle here and there with that it's like it's so empowering and it's it is uncomfortable at first because you're used to saying yes, yes and always being available and never saying no and always putting others before you. But you have to pour into your own cup or like we, we know that saying you can't pour from an empty cup because you, you can't or you can for a while, but you will burn out. And then the recovery from that is just 10 times longer. You just you don't want to go there. <laughs> Speaking from experience, burnout is not a good time. Let's just not go there. Honor your health. But the boundary setting. Yeah, I, I do feel uncomfortable still sometimes depending on what the scenario happens to be. Mm-hmm. But with practice, it's like anything. It's like training a muscle. The more you say no and honor you, it's easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah right. I love that you brought that up. More people need to hear that. Yeah, boundaries are very, very key, people. <laughs> and if you are like us, it's maybe not the most comfortable thing to implement into your life, but yeah, you'll know great. when it's necessary.
1: Yeah, that's
0: right. Absolutely, I love this so, so much. I was also going to ask you too about when it comes to your faith, like. I love hearing people's spiritual side. I'm always into that because, you know, there's so much we can pull on and relate to. Like, what's your way to stay connected to your faith?
1: My faith resides in God. And I feel that, you know, things are happening in my life or have happened in my life for a reason. And it's been in the most difficult times that, you know, I've had to turn to prayer. I've had to just take a moment of silence to myself. And I, you know, and pray, I'm going to get through Mm -hmm. and I get emotional talking about that, but that's, that's really been for me important, um, to know that there's something higher than me that's determining the path of my life.
0: And praying is such a simple, easy thing to do. Since I was a kid, I always resonated with just simply what you just said. So simple but it keeps you connected. And I think sometimes with spirituality, people yeah. complicate it. And I'm like, it's not. I'm like, and also what feels right? What feels right for you, yeah. right?
1: You know, I don't I don't sit in church every Sunday. You know what I mean? I don't, I go when I need to go. You know, yes. when I feel like I need that grounding or I need that support again in my life. And, you know, and then I carry on my way. That's my faith.
0: Yes, you know? I and, love that.
1: Um it looks different for everybody. But yeah, like in some of my darkest, darkest moments, you know, I've always turned to prayer. And my grandmother raised me that way. I can remember at a very early age saying my prayers by her bed. I was raised that way. And and my mom really instilled a lot of faith in me as well, you know, encouraging that. Those things definitely had an impact on me throughout my life and even has sustained me through my, my condition, you know? So...
0: Mm-hmm. I feel you. Whatever tea drinkers, whatever you look to, yes. just know that is so divine and so beautiful. And you are so protected and guided, even if you're going through something really, really sticky and painful and doesn't feel good right now. Sometimes the people don't want to hear, oh, it'll be okay. Or it's for a reason. Without a doubt, the things that occur in life, it is for a reason. It always is. And not everyone is dealt the same hand in life and that it breaks my heart because I think of how privileged we are and how yeah. much we have and how blessed we are. Yeah. And there are people who don't even have food or running water. It just, again, it's just like our perspective sometimes. I'm just like, we need to bring it back to like the simplicities of like helping people who genuinely don't have the basic things they need for survival. Like right. it's just wild to me So. Yeah. I like, I like having that reflection, just knowing we're very blessed, no matter what life throws yes. at us.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Mm. So let's talk a little bit about the book, too. I know we've, we've sprinkled it all through, but I want to just kind of touch on it. it. It's a compilation of, I'm not sure how many authors are in it. It's quite a few, right? There's
1: 21 authors. And Whoa. <laughs> all, across, all across the country. Um, we all have different backgrounds, um, different life experience. Um, a different story everybody has a story I think that's the beautiful thing about an anthology or a book like this Yes, everybody has a story to tell Mm -hmm. um and and the more people share their stories again going back to Joey's quote yes (laughs) you know more connected we are you know so
0: so true and that's so what I want to accomplish with this platform is putting down the veil of perfection and opening up the doors to reality like this yes. is our real 3d life people <laughs>
1: I to say i i really do not like that word perfection right you know, what is perfection <laughs> that word perfection like we always chase perfection and right and it doesn't
0: exist know. it's like it's not real yeah no And it's like, I just feel like sometimes it's a multitude of things that, you know, make us think that we can attain this. And it's all, it's just not real. It's like a societal thing. But who even made those rules? Who even like put that out there? Like, be a good human. Be kind to others. Respect your boundaries. Yeah. its I can relate to because I feel I definitely have like, a little bit of perfectionist syndrome in me like when you want things to look nice or like when I'm editing these and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get it exactly perfect right here. And sometimes you just have to know when enough is enough and it's fine the way it is.
1: (laughs) That's
0: right. Mm, I like that you brought that up a lot because I I just feel like we all need to drop the charade of perfection because it's not real. (laughs) Not a thing. (laughs) Not
1: a thing. Not a thing. You know everybody has their stuff. Everybody has a something that they're going through, or their ups and downs, or their struggles. But the more we talk like this, the more openly we discuss things, the easier it gets. When I was 27 years old and, you know, struggling with my mental health, there was so much, even then, even though we had come such a long way with mental health, even today, when we've come so far with mental health, um, I had so much shame and embarrassment about that you know i felt the same and you know at the end of the day like i i can't say it enough like my disability does not determine the outcome of my life it's not your worst exactly exactly and that's that's an important message i want people to take from this is that you you can have a severe mental condition like i do And still be capable of great things and living the life of your dreams. Yes. You know, it's, uh, that's, that's how I feel.
0: So I love that. And you live it like you can see it like it's just beautiful. And like, it's again, it's your approach. All of us are in charge of our approach to life. Like uh, some of the beautiful quotes you've shared, even just direct quotes right from you. It comes back to that. Like what, what foot do I put forward today? And it's just beautiful. And it shows your strength that even in the moments where you didn't feel like yourself and they were darker times for you, that you still led yourself and led your life with that beautiful positivity and sparkle that you always do so I think that shows so much to your and, character
1: that comes back to grace you know yes. I talk about that in the book like learning to give grace to others to yourself and to accept it from a higher power you know
0: yes awesome. i really loved love love loved that title it's just uh it set me up perfectly for what i was about to read and it just again it's just such a beautiful beautiful word and
1: grace means so many things to different people you know what i mean yeah it can be you know a movement it can be you know it can be like how you treat others or how you put yourself forward you know it's it can mean many different things. So,
0: right? It's a I, multifaceted I, word. I like that. Like
1: my chapter being called Return to Grace was a reminder to people that we we need to return to grace towards each other, you know?
0: Yes. Do you have any uh future books in the works or any plans or dreams <laughs> for anything like that?
1: The the thing about my chapter, like it's snippets of my life. It's not a yes. story. So, yes, I would like to write an actual book and fill in the blanks
0: yes
1: um and talk a lot more about what I've gone through in life and
0: more details
1: yeah in more detail you know like Mm -hmm. this just this is just a snippet this just scratched the surface you know what I mean I feel like I have so much more to share and and still to tell with the hopes of inspiring and empowering other people
0: That ripple effect, baby. I love it. We're manifesting it now. We put it out there. Angelia, she's going to have a book. And you know what? You'll come back on and talk about it when you do. (laughs) We're saying when because it's happening. It's out there to the universe. We're ready for it. (laughs) I love that. Well, before we get into how people can get your book, we'll get your final words of wisdom. You've dropped so many beautiful snippets on us. uh, I'm curious what you got for me.
1: I'm going to leave you with a Brene Brown quote.
0: Ooh, we love Brene Brown up in here. Let's go.
1: Because I love quotes so much. (laughs)
0: Yes, you're in the right place.
1: (laughs) Brave leaders are never silent around hard things.
0: Ooh, let's hear that one more time.
1: Brave leaders are never silent around hard things.
0: I got chills. She's always got the good wisdom for us.
1: Yeah, so I look at it as, I've discussed hard things in my life, in my chapter, and my, my friends have said to me, you're so brave, and and everything like that, and it's, it's really touching, and it's really humbling that I've been given the opportunity that I have, and the platform that I have to share my story. Um, not everybody's given that opportunity, and when I reflected on what I was going to write, I knew you know what, I do have a story to tell. And I do have one that will make a difference to somebody, whether it's family members, somebody that's struggling with a mental health condition, or somebody personally that's struggling themselves. sometimes we we have to be brave and have a little bit of courage um, to put ourselves out there. um, Because we just we don't know the impact that it's going to have on another person's life
0: preach 100 you're like the perfect guest for me to have on here you're saying everything that i'm just like so here for it's just truth truth bomb after truth bomb right, let's plug in any ways people can get your book if they feel called to it's called life out loud just in case yes. people didn't catch that before
1: yes the book's called life out loud and it's by dream big be bold media um out of Ontario. Uh, it can be found on Amazon. Like I said, everyone has a different story, a different point of view. Um, and the whole book, the whole goal is to inspire, empower, um, and motivate people. So um, it's, a beautiful, it's a beautiful book, and I'm very honored that I was a part of it. And Kaylee, thank you so much for having me today to have this discussion. It's so important um, and life-changing for people. Um,
0: so. Yes, I want to thank you. I'm like, no, no, thank you for coming on here and honoring me and all of the listeners and viewers with your story. I know it's going to touch people and they'll resonate with it. And it's just so important, like you said, to open up the doors to vulnerability because vulnerabilities are freaking beautiful magical place and I love when people get vulnerable I'm like yes I just ha- I have so much respect for it because I know it can be a very scary thing you have to drop down a lot of walls you have to step out of you know the ego and go and like what mm-hmm. is going to be for the highest good and and what you're doing is and It's just beautiful. I've said thank you a million times, but I'm going to thank you again because I just loved this conversation so, so much. For anyone listening, I'm going to have the Amazon linked in, if you're watching on YouTube, it'll be in the description box. If you're listening via podcast, it'll be in the show notes. So if you are interested in the book, it'll have a link right there. So it'll be super easy to find. And I, of course, want to thank all the beautiful listeners and viewers for tuning in and integrating your energy into this because this platform would not be what it is today without all of you. And I just really appreciate it. And it's just beautiful to have all this lovely light just combining and changing the world and shifting how we see things. So thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you next time.